0: At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. Tonight, we're delving into our series on the Holy Spirit and understanding. The title of this this series is Understanding the Holy Spirit. Truly understanding who He is and what He has at our disposal. Can you say amen to that? Amen. So, let's just jump right in. Amen? <clears throat> That's a good song. That was an oldie but a goodie. Man, some of those oldies are goodies. Amen? Some of them oldies are not too goodie. <clears throat> but some of them oldies are goodins. So, tonight we're looking again at the at the Holy Spirit and, and who He is and what His purpose is and what His plan is. And I'm, I'm telling you, these the message last week and this message tonight is very, very elementary. I mean, very elementary. But elementary, when something is elementary, it doesn't mean it's cutting that, you know, we're ministering in an elementary way. It doesn't mean that well, I'm, I'm, I'm ministering, ele, you know, in elementary truths because you're too stupid to get it. You know, or some, I don't know, people can sometimes take that in, a, in certain ways. But it's the elementary things that establish us so anything else we get, we can build on. Amen? And so, we've got to understand the Holy Spirit and everything about Him. And I will not rush through this series, nor these first parts of this that we're, that we're taking the time to really understand. I, I will not rush through it in any way, shape, or form. So tonight I want to look at foundational Scripture from last week out of Ephesians 5 and verse 17 and 18. And I'm reading it out of the New Living Translation. He said, Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. That's a good thought. Don't act thoughtlessly, without purpose and without a plan, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Watch, you know, these are letters, and the next statement is on the heels of what he just, the statement He just made. Understand what the Lord wants you to do. So then he goes into talking about being drunk with wine. He said, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Now, as you read this, um... This is, this is to the church at Ephesus. These people are born again and Spirit-filled by now. We know that as a result of what we're going to read in a little while out of the book of Acts. We know that, that a big majority of the people are born again and they're baptized in the Holy Spirit. So it's a Spirit-filled church in Ephesus. And Paul said... And, and, and I want to kind of paint this picture because in Ephesus, they had, a, they had an issue with drunkenness. You could add to that drugs or anything, anything in excess that is trying to control your life and replace what God's saying the Holy Spirit will do in your life. Because if you notice here, He didn't say, He didn't hear when he said, don't be drunk with wine, he didn't go on to say, uh, you know, that that's the whole part of the story. He's comparing being drunk with wine with being filled with the Spirit. In other words, being drunk with the Spirit. That's actually what he's saying. And because of the issues at Ephesus with drinking and drunkenness, Because of that, the issue there. In other words, he's saying, you've been Spirit-filled, but don't back off from being Spirit-filled. Continue to be filled with the Spirit. Be being filled continually. One, One translation of this verse says, be being filled. Continue to be filled up. Don't get filled with the Spirit and get excited about it. Pray in other tongues, then get tired of it, and find yourself looking for other avenues to replace what the Holy Spirit is going to do, because as humanity, we're going to find a place of release. And it can be all kinds of things. You know, we always talk about drinking or drugs or those kind of things, but it can be food, it can be sports, it can be whatever kind of hobby, I don't care what it is. Anything that takes the place of what the Holy Spirit was intended to do. He's here to teach us all truth. He's here to build us up. He's here to lead us and guide us. Listen, listen, what we're talking about concerning the Holy Spirit and what we're talking about right now leading into on the day of Pentecost, the next passage that we're going to read, there's so much more to being baptized in the Holy Spirit than praying in other tongues. And that's what God wants us to see, the value of understanding who the Holy Spirit is and what He's intended to do. That verse of Scripture that I just quoted to you out of Isaiah 41 about fear, most people are riddled with fear. I'm talking about Christians. Paul's talking to Christians here. Not talking about to the world. He's talking to Christians. Because the world doesn't get this stuff right here, you know? When the world wants to know about God, you know, they start like in Genesis and start reading the Bible thinking it's going to speak to them. They don't they, they know nothing about understanding the epistles. Starting with Galatians and and Ephesians, Colossians and Philippians, finding out who you are in Christ. The world doesn't know anything about it. Paul's saying, he's talking to people that have been born again, that have been spirit filled, and they're kind of pulled, they're backing off. Not only the church at Ephesus, but the church at Galatia. I mean, they got lied to and they bought the lie and and they find themselves drifting away and and Paul says to the, the church at Galatia, he says, you started by faith and and what the blood of Jesus accomplished and now you're under the works of the law again. You're back in the same place you were. Why? Because of the lack of understanding of the Holy Spirit. All through all of these letters of the Bible, books of the Bible we call them, through all of them, the main thread that affects People in either a positive or a negative way is either understanding or not understanding the Holy Spirit. And we have to. We've got to understand what He's here to accomplish. He said, so don't allow yourself to be drunk with wine, distracted by all the natural things, but be being filled with the Spirit. What's that look like? Continually be being filled with the Holy Ghost. What does that look like? Well, that's what we're talking about. Can you say amen? amen. So, look at Acts chapter 2, and just, a, just another reminder of what happened in the book of Acts, and then we're going to look at a few verses past uh, the first four that we read the other day. Verse 1 says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Everybody say this, this is elementary. elementary. Yeah, what we're talking about tonight is elementary. Can you say amen? Amen. And it's a good thing, and we need to be refreshed. Nobody knows what they think they know about any verse of Scripture in the Bible. Nobody knows what, what you think you know the way you need to know it. Amen? And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven, as of a rushing, mighty wind. Hmm? How many, has, how many people have the weather bug on your app? Four of us? Uh, well, on the weather bug, when it's over 22 miles an hour, there's a little, what is that thing? It's like a flag. Yeah, a red striped flag that shows it's going to be blustery today. Amen? Well, he's not talking about a wind that just kind of blowing in. huh? It's a rushing, mighty wind. It's the Holy Ghost. Well, Pastor, why did it happen? Like? I don't know. He just said it did. Hmm? I need to understand what that. That rushing, mighty wind is all about. You, you don't have to have an experience of a, mushy, uh, of a rushing, mighty wind. You don't have to have an experience of that to know that was the Holy Ghost. And, and they didn't stutter over what they said happened. Then notice, that's not all that happened. And it filled the whole house. Filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat on each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And what happened to them? They began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Who began to speak with other tongues? The Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit gave them utterance, but they began to speak. Part of understanding the Holy Spirit is you play a part in Him building you up. And I'll say this, not everybody believes this. Praying in other tongues is for everybody because the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for everybody. Baptism of the Holy Spirit is not a a, a separate spirit coming and taking you over. It is the Holy Ghost. It is the Holy Spirit. There's one spirit. If you're born again, Holy Spirit is in you. But it's a separate experience, and we'll read it in a moment in the book of Acts, and five times in the Bible, it talks about the difference between being born again and being baptized with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues. This is what happened on the day of Pentecost. They had been born again, and they went and received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We had read last week, John said, when, when John was baptizing Jesus in the River Jordan, He said, I'm baptizing you with repentance, but there's one coming after me that's mightier. He'll baptize you with the Holy Spirit and what? Fire. And we see here that fire came upon them. And now, today, we have the Holy Spirit and fire to not just be inside of us, but to come upon us. Amen. To come upon us. Um, Again, the Holy Spirit is for everyone, and what these people had to do is they had to receive from the Holy Spirit and yield to the Holy Spirit. That's part of understanding who He is and how He operates. He's a gentleman, and He will not force Himself on anybody. When I lived in the Rio Grande Valley, I I worked at probably 15, 16 car dealerships that were that I that I had my own business and I would go to these dealerships, and I started ministering in these dealerships and had you know great opportunities. Uh, my uh, my friend was here. He's he's the CEO of Burns Motors in McAllen. He was here uh, last Sunday. I guess was it last Sunday? Yeah, I don't, huh? Two two Sundays ago, I guess he was here and um, and and when I was striping cars. He had heard that I was born again and that I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And he's okay with me talking about this. He, he laughs about it even to this day. And uh, he was a part of a denominational church that didn't believe in speaking in other tongues. So I can remember one day I was striping cars at Burns Motors in McAllen. And I, and, uh, and I, I did vinyl stripes, so I'm striping this car. And right at the end of it, there's his head. He wasn't the CEO then. His dad started the business, and he wasn't the CEO then, but he was working his way up. And he's looking at it, and he goes, so you pray in tongues? (laughs) Never met the guy? Nothing. He said, so you pray in tongues? I said, "Uh, yeah. And so he hands me a stack of papers probably that thick against praying in other tongues. (laughs) And I said, "What's this?" He says, "You need to read that because it's of the devil." And I said, "Okay." So, I got I carried a little a little pocket Bible with me wherever I went, and I pulled it out. And I went over to where the apostle Paul said, "I thank God that I speak in tongues more than you." And I said, I showed him that and I said, "You know what? I'm not going to read your stuff." And I promise you, I won't lay hands on you or chase people around the dealership or do anything else like that. I won't do any of that. And I said, but I pray in tongues, and it works. And long story short, I led him to the Lord, prayed for him to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and then, then, I was invited to this probably million-dollar home of somebody in the church where his parents went, and he went, And I was invited to this house, and uh, he said, uh, they're all upset because I got baptized in the Holy Ghost, but they want you to come and tell them about this Holy Spirit experience. And so I show up at this house, and I walk into this room, and there's about 30 chairs in a circle and one in the middle. (laughs) And I thought, well, I just walked in there, I said, look, I pulled that chair over to the side. I said, I'm just going to sit with you guys. If you, if you, I said, I've had an experience. I don't, know it all. I don't know everything about it, but I've had an experience, and it works for me. And if you want to know anything about it, I'll, I'll share with you what I know. And for that, that was, if I remember right, that was like maybe August, July or August. And I taught every two weeks in that house on the Holy Spirit until the end of the year. And many people got baptized in the Holy Ghost." And you can't believe the the crudola that got stirred up as a result of me me you know some young buck coming in. And telling them how it's going to be. And, and I wasn't. I mean, you know, even in that day, it was like, you know, if you want to know, I'm going to tell you and I'll do it. And I know it'll work because I've watched other people do it, you know. I mean, I, 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 to that point, I don't know, maybe I'd prayed for three or four people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So I was thinking, you know, I'm believing it's going to work because it worked for me because I got it. And, and I mean, just a number of those people got baptized in the Holy Ghost. And, and, it, and it just taught me, you, you don't have to be all so perfect about it, you know, because God's not, and, and it's not something forced on people. And, and that's why people receive, because I didn't come in there saying, you know, you bunch of sinners, and you bunch of this, and you're idiots, or whatever. I didn't come that way. I just said, look, this is what happened with me. met some of the sweetest, dearest people that came out of that church, and, 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 and to see what God did in their lives is what God is doing today like never before. I'm telling you, it is the day and hour to understand the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen to that? Amen. So, we have to receive from Him, and we have to yield to Him. <clears throat> Remember, as that, in that verse right there, It's not the Holy Spirit that's speaking. It's me speaking. It's you speaking, right? He gives us the utterance and we're going to talk about what that looks like and how to understand that so that we can actually receive from what God has for us on a day-to-day basis. God wants you continually being filled up with with His presence and His Spirit. It's not something that you're... You're not getting the baptism of the Holy Spirit again. It's like... When, when you're built up in the Spirit and you give out, you need more, right? It's like you put gas in your car and you drive it, you know? If you think you'll never have to put gas in it again, you know, that's what happens with people with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Well, I got prayed for one time, and then, you know, six years later, it's like, you know, they're denying it almost because they've never practiced it. They've never developed it. They've never positioned themselves to refill. And that's what he wants, is for you and I to be refilled. Amen? Um, in the 12th verse of Acts 2, just notice what, what Peter's saying here. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? Others mocking said they're all full of new wine. Hmm. They noticed something about them that made them think that they're drunk. They're mocking them. But they're just, ah, they're just a bunch of drunks. So see, there's something similar to what can happen in your life when you're continually be being filled. That you can begin, you know, Sunday morning when, when we were in here, um, I, I mean, and, and it doesn't matter if you sensed it or not, but right at the end there, right, right as I had come up, as I began to enter in and sing that part of that song... I mean, th- I mean, I mean, my legs, I was having a hard time holding myself up. I could feel it. I just kept singing. It, 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 there was more of the Holy Spirit doing things, to, and, and he's, He has a purpose. He's not just showing up just to show up. He's got a purpose, and He wants you to know. But that feeling, that sense that you, you at times when you feel, that's the Holy Ghost. And it's kind of like, a, a, like the same as being drunk. But he said, don't be drunk with wine, but allow yourself to continually be filled up. Get in a place where you're continually growing in your understanding of the Holy Spirit so you're drawing from Him and not looking for all these other avenues to build yourself up or to help you have kind of an escape from life. Because everybody, not so much an escape, but everybody has to have a release. And we were created for our release to come from the Holy Spirit, not everything else. You think about it, when the Holy Spirit is continually filling you up, you don't have to have any bad habits. That's right. Because a lot of those bad habits we have are to, to experience release. Anyway. But Peter's standing up with the eleven he raised his voice, and he said to the men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and heed my words, for these are not drunk as you suppose, since it's only the third hour of the day. You know, it's just the third hour of the day, and it's not that somebody wouldn't be drinking at that hour, it's just that he's talking about wine, and, and how many of us know that if you're going to get drunk on wine, you've got to drink some bottles. Well, at least, at least I did, anyway. <clears throat> if you're going to get drunk, you got to drink some stuff, right? <clears throat> he said it's only the third hour of the day. Then did not had enough time to get drunk, you know. But this is what was spoken. Watch. And here it is. <clears throat> this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Here's, here's some of the other things that God wants us to understand should happen in our lives. And I'm not talking about, you know... Part of my explanations have to do with helping you to understand. It's not not trying to create an experience. That's false. It's not trying to create a feeling. That's false. When, When you do what He says, when you expect what He says is rightfully yours, the experiences will manifest and happen. It's not what we look for. It's not like what we're trying to produce. That's, a, that, that's flesh, that's labor, it stinks, it's no good. See, you, 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 don't, you don't have to, and I'm just using being drunk with wine or whatever, you, you, don't have to, you don't have to have all the outside forces to empower you to be able to overcome things in life. You, you don't have to run and be in fear, as the Scripture I read earlier, you don't have to be in fear. He said, fear not, I'm with you. Be not dismayed, I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. Huh? I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right arm. Everything you need, I'm already there for you. That's what you need. That's what you and I need. Not any of the other things. And that's why he's saying what he's saying here. Don't be drunk with wine. Don't look to other things to be your source. I am your source, right? And he said, and it shall come to pass in these days that I will pour out my Spirit on who? Everybody. I said everybody. Well, you know, not not the unsaved. No, he said everybody. Some people may get saved because the Spirit touches their lives. He said everybody. Everybody. I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. In what days? The last days. Which days are those? From today on. Until. I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall what? Part of being baptized in the Holy Ghost, part of being in a position where you are receiving from Him and yield to him, yielding to Him, it opens you up. How many sons and daughters do I have tonight? People, when they see sons and daughters, you think, well, our children. No, wait, wait, wait. He's talking about His kids. Everybody. Young? Yeah. Yes, the young. But whoever. He's talking about you and I. He said, he said sons and daughters shall prophesy. Shall speak as the oracles of God. shall declare certain things that are so. The other day, I was declaring a number of verses of Scripture, and as I was going through these, I came to this one, and all of a sudden, I just stopped. And the Holy Spirit said, I want you to declare the interpretation of what that verse of Scripture says. And I knew it. He stopped me like in my tracks as I was declaring this. See, if I didn't declare things like that on a day-to-day basis, I wouldn't be in the place for the Holy Spirit to arrest me and say, stop, and now I want you to prophesy the interpretation of that. Meaning, that verse of Scripture means one thing, but this is what it's. I'm helping you to define what it means for you. I was speaking it over myself. If I I told you about it right now, it, it it would reveal something that I don't need to reveal or say or talk about. See, it was to me. And that's what he brings. He said, you'll prophesy. What does that mean? To speak as the oracles of God. Different forms of prophecy, but you'll prophesy because of the Spirit of God that's on us and in us. Your young men shall see visions. Young is relative. Hmm? Yeah. If, if Lee Dunning's talking to a guy that's 104 he's young huh? it's, it's, it's relative everybody say I'm a young, man. a young man yes your young men shall see visions your old men shall dream dreams so you know when I'm talking to Joey uh, I'm an older guy so I can see visions and dream dreams <laughs> Cause I'm young and old, woo, huh? Spirit of God's on me. I can do it all. Yeah, that's right. He can. Do, I, I can do everything. He said this is what happened. It's more than just praying in other tongues, but we got to pray in other tongues, and we got to practice it, and we got to be convinced of it. So we line ourselves up to receive from Him, and then yield to Him. Yeah. Did you hear what I said? Those guys. On the day of Pentecost, they did that. They did exactly what He told them to do. Go to Jerusalem and tarry, and you wait. And they waited, and it happened. When you and I do exactly what He says, because of what we're developing in our awareness and our understanding of the Holy Spirit and how He speaks to us and shows us what's right, when we do what's right, we get the same results. Same results. God's no respecter of a person. And on my maidservants, on my men servants, and on my maidservants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. How many servants do I have in here today? So what I saw from this passage, he's talking about me in everything he mentioned, except a daughter and a maidservant. <laughs> but he covered me with a son and menservant. So he's talking to me about all of it. I'd never seen that before. I just got that as I was studying this. And God showed me. I've got you covered in every way, and I've got so much for you to be involved in. Do you know how much He needs us to be infused, to be directed by the person of the Holy Spirit in everything we do? And and why? Because of all the people we have around us. Everybody in here has people all around you. And he needs you to be in the Holy Ghost. You know what he doesn't need you to be. And, and you got you got as much as you're hearing what I'm saying here. You got to grab this. He does not want you in your emotions. He doesn't need you. Listen, when you make decisions or you get worked up or you get you know the you, you have to. That's why. Some things that we're going to talk about in the next few weeks is how to not allow your flesh to get under a false control after being in the presence of God and your flesh wanting more. You don't want any more than what God has for you. You don't want anything that your flesh has that is not of God. What he doesn't need is people that are emotional. He needs people that are led and, and are understanding who the Holy Spirit is. Can you say amen? So. I I, I may have heard this before. I may have heard somebody say this before, but I was just thinking about this the other day when I was reading this. That he said, don't be drunk with wine. So to be drunk with wine, you've got to drink. But he said, be filled with the Spirit. And so I wrote this down. Drinking spiritually is speaking. Drinking spiritually is speaking. The Holy Spirit can do nothing for you and I if we're not speaking. Because if I'm not declaring things out of my mouth that go in my ears and get down in my heart, I'm not changing the way I'm thinking. And so, what I'm listening to is unbelief. And the Holy Spirit will not reveal to you truth from unbelief. So he said, don't be drunk with wine, don't be drinking and being drunk that way, but be filled with the Spirit. Let the Spirit and the drinking of the Spirit through your declarations build you and strengthen you and give you a high from the most high. Amen? give you what you need from Him. And if you, if you don't develop that, if you don't practice it, you'll never feel anything close to what you feel when you drink alcohol or wine or drug, or you do something that satisfies your flesh or whatever. You'll never get that high in feeling that is kind of like you're doing it to sustain yourself. You'll never get it from Him if you don't see yourself drinking spiritually through the declaration of the Word. You'll never, you'll never, you'll never know what it's like. 45 years I've been saved, and, I, and I've experienced things in the last, I'd just say, three, four, five, six, seven years. I've experienced things that I never that I, I actually, some of the things I've experienced in the last number of years, I used to hear people talk about experiencing that, and I'd think to myself, nah, you know, that, whatever. But they were experiencing something, but at that point, I wasn't willing to pay the price to be in that position to receive and yield. Do you hear what I'm saying? He's the one with all the goods. He's got every, he knows everything about everything, and he's all that. What I have to learn to do is learn to receive from him, but then in the moment yield to him and not to my flesh. And if I don't develop this by practicing this, nothing will happen. 1 Corinthians 14. I want you to just look at this real quick. 1 Corinthians 14 and verse 1. Paul says this, "'Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts.'" The word gifts there is in italics. So he's saying, "'Pursue love and desire the things of the Spirit, but especially that you prophesy.'" "'For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but he speaks to God. No one understands him. However, in the Spirit he speaks mysteries.'" But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation, comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, builds himself up, but he who prophesies edifies the church. I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied, for he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. We're not talking about all of the difference in the different types of tongues here, but what I'm looking at is a tongue as a result of being prayed for to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He said, for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. Oh, wait a minute. I, I, went, I, I, that was, I ended at verse 5, and I, and I the, right here I'm starting at verse 14. Sorry. Verse 14 here. He said, For for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding. So, again, he's talking about people that are praying in another tongue. And he said... When I pray in the Spirit, when I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind doesn't know what's going on. But the longer that I pray, as I'm praying in the Spirit, the longer that I pray, then my mind begins to have understanding. And this is just a short little synopsis of what we're going to talk about more of in in the days ahead as we're on this, but here's the thing. I'm praying in the Spirit, what I'm learning to be accustomed to is being familiar with the voice of the Spirit, because the voice of the Spirit, my Spirit and the Holy Spirit are one, and there's a voice coming from Him, and that's my conscience. But when my conscience is seared because I'm not developing this, and all I have is a mind that has stayed on natural things and focused on natural things, I can't. I'm not hearing clearly from my conscience, and the Holy Spirit will not force His ideas on what I'm doing. So when people stay unrenewed in their mind, then their minds, their unrenewed minds are telling their bodies to do things that they really don't want to do, and Paul covered that. He said, the things I find myself doing, I really don't want to do, and vice versa. And the key to it is learning to pray in the Spirit and pray in the understanding. I've, God said to me here a while back, told me some things that He wants me to do and wants our church to do in the future. And He said to me, but I don't want you to do it how you think. I want you to pray this through. I want you to pray it through. And I want you and your wife to understand and see the same thing. I don't want you to just have an idea because other people are doing it. I want you to pray this idea through. I I know the idea that I got was from God. But he said, I want you to pray that idea through. Well, you know, I thought I did that most of the time, but evidently not. Right? He said, I want you to pray this through, and I want you to pray in the Spirit until the understanding comes. He didn't say, you'll pray in the Spirit, and two minutes later, the understanding comes. He said, pray in the Spirit. Now, don't you, you you don't you don't. This doesn't. If this rubs you the wrong way, or if you, if you're not accustomed to this right now because you're developing this, or maybe you've not even started this yet. If you're not praying in the spirit, at least five minutes a day. You will never understand what I'm talking to you about tonight. You'll never. Tap into the understanding of what God wants to do in and through your life. The Holy Spirit is the one that was sent to teach you everything about everything because He knows everything about everything. But if you don't learn to pray in the Spirit and become convinced of it and believe that your, 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 your lack of understanding turns into understanding because you're praying in the Spirit, that means from your conscience, from the voice of your spirit, that is one with the Holy Spirit, you've gotten the information from Him, and He's conveying it in your conscience to your soul, telling you what the real truth is. Because if you don't do that, then you spend your life looking at things, hearing things, making making your decisions in life based on what you see, what you hear, how you feel, and what it all looks like, and what public opinion says public opinion will drown you it'll kill you it'll take you out you've got to know what he thinks and if you don't practice this if you don't practice this and i'm just telling you you need to be praying in the spirit five minutes a day i don't care how distracted your mind gets when you're praying and it will if you're not doing that And you try to pray for five minutes, it'll seem like 45 if you're not practicing. it. But the more you do it, the great thing is it turns into more time because you want it because of the results you get. I'll just say this. I'm giving you a double dog dare challenge tonight. I challenge you, and it usually works this way for all of us, but find five minutes a day, if you're not, pray in other tongues, and do it the same time every day for the next two weeks. And during this series, I want some testimonies of some things God is saying to you as you're praying in the Spirit. Because he said here, you'll pray in the Spirit and then you'll pray with the understanding. I just challenge you, just do it for two weeks. Same five minutes every day. Just challenge yourself, you know. If it's right when you get up, if it's noontime, if it's you're walking down the street, you're driving down the road, it doesn't matter. God, God will take anything. He'll take anything you give him like that. Five minutes a day. And watch the understanding come in your life because God cannot lie. He said this will happen every single time and this is what we've got to understand. Can you say amen? Amen. Glory to God forevermore. So, tonight, I thought I was going to pray for people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit tonight, uh, but I'm not. As I I got about toward the end of this, I I feel like the Holy Spirit said, not yet, We're we're not ready for this yet. Because I I am going to pray for people that have never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you haven't prayed in other tongues in a long, long time. I'm going to pray for those. And then I'm going to pray for people that have been baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues and are being filled even more. I prayed for myself the other day. Laid my hand on myself started praying in other tongues, my language began to change. Just a little, but it changed. Something else was added to me. Just laid my hand on myself. I was in my office by myself, nobody else around, so I just laid my hand. Paul laid his hand. That's what we read out of Acts chapter 19. He laid his hands on them. What happened? Started praying in other tongues, right? They were filled with the Holy Ghost, praying in other tongues. So I laid my hand on myself. Father, that's the way Paul did it. I'm praying in the other tongues. And, I, you know, I, I'm kind of smiling, but it was not a joke. It's not a joke about how real the Holy Spirit is and understanding what can be accomplished. That's right. But I, I, I want to end this with this tonight. If we pray for people, I will read this passage, but I'm just going to kind of set you up for this and I want you to think about it because I want you to think about him in this passage. And it's found in Luke chapter 11 and verse 9. So I say to you, ask, and it shall be given you. This is Jesus. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. To him who knocks, it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? How much more? It's a whole lot more than praying in other tongues. It's a whole lot more than just prophesying. It's a whole lot more than just dreaming dreams and having visions. It's a whole lot more. It's being set up to deliver answers in life to humanity through the person of the Holy Spirit. It's one thing to know that there is a Holy Spirit, but then to know that He's inside of you. And He needs you to listen to Him. And He needs you to play your part in seeing everything happen in the earth that needs to happen. It's the greatest day for the church. It's the greatest day that the world has ever known to see the church become the church. And see the manifestations of God working through His people. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.